Um, hello everyone, I am here with the lovely Sheena who is joining me from her home because of coronavirus so there's nothing much we can do. I wish we could do this in person but where are you based? I'm based in Pakaranga, East Auckland. Oh yeah, not too far away from me so mm. oh, we so could have been doing this in person but oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to stop us from, from connecting with each other so I'm really, I really appreciate you making the time uh, cool. to the podcast with me and thank you for following me. I, I, I didn't Thank you for replying to my stories. That's how we got in touch. You know, just a tip for those of you out there. If you reply enough to my stories, then I'll have a look at your page and I'll follow you back. <laughs> so, um, thank you, Sheena, for doing that. So just before we start, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so um, oh, my name is Sheena, obviously. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mum at the moment. Um, I'm married with three children and I'm from the Cook Islands, born and raised in Auckland, South Auckland, Otara. And um, yeah, that's a about me. Yeah, Kia ora, I'm an Otara girl myself. We're about to <laughs> um, so uh, my my family house is actually on Flatbush Road, oh, off Preston, off Dawson. Yeah. So we're a Dawson girl. Yeah. So I don't live in Otara anymore, but when we mm. we stay off Hills Road. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. East Tamaki area. So yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, how have you been during this COVID nineteen period? How have you have your kids been? Your your family. Um, my family's been, we've been doing actually, we've been doing great actually. Um, for me, this whole period has been more about um, personal development. Um, so for myself, I've been doing a lot of that, a lot of exercise, a lot of um, watching a lot of podcasts, um, yeah. like just, just um, yeah, doing a lot of personal development for myself. And for my family, um, I just have been really appreciate. I appreciate having them here at home with me. Um, my kids are um, not too bad. They play up here and there, but um, yeah, they've been okay. And um, my husband also works from home as well. So yeah, I've got the whole family with me and it's been, it's been okay. It's, it's been, yeah. I, I mean, I guess on, on the bright side, this is allowing us to spend more time at home. Like I've never spent so much time with my mom in my life. Because <laughs> yeah. She's always been working. And then now that we're both working from home together, it's like, we get that chance to, to spend um, time with each other, even though sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's up and down. How have you been with your kids, um, with, with homeschooling your kids? I, I did a podcast on this last week. Um, I, I think we've been okay. I'm kind of fortunate because my, my, both my sons, I've got one in high school, so one's 14 and one's 10, turning 11. And because they're at an older age group, they're in our old age group now, so they don't need too much supervision. But um, they've been doing a lot of Zoom calls with their teachers, and I've just been making sure because if they don't like um, check in with their teachers, I automatically they send me an email. So I've been trying to stay on top of them, and especially for my 14-year-old, just making sure that he's um, doing work across all his classes. Um, for my 10-year-old, he's um, he's been okay. Like he tells me a lot of what they do. And every time I go into their room to check, are they actually doing what they're supposed to do? They are. So, yeah, kind of fortunate in regards to that. Yeah. That's really good. I was actually, we did a podcast on this last week, like I said before. And um, one of my, I mentioned one of my friends on Twitter um, got a bit suspicious of her daughter not doing the work. And she was yeah. like, uh, so, so what she had to do was she had to go on Facebook and look up the school and message the school because the kid wasn't. Her kid wasn't telling her about it, so yeah. that's good. You're really on to it, mum. Yeah, oh, trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a quick one of my favorite foods in the world is obviously, um, I, I always say this all the time it's pisopo and corn, like corned beef. One, but 
another thing I like is um, minus. <laughs> I don't know how to make it. I don't yeah. know how to make it because yeah. I know it tastes crap if I make it. So I best go to Tan's kitchen and just get it in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's some of your favorite um, island dishes? Oh, so I'm a big donut fan. <laughs> so Cook Island donuts. I love my cook island donuts. Um, my mother also makes um, banana puke. So, yeah. and I love her banana puke. But she also makes like um, I love her banana puke. But I also she also makes pumpkin pumpkin mm-hmm. puke. So that's also one of my favorites. So and chop suey. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so the whole the whole menu. The whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's that. so cool. Um, yeah, so let's. So Sheena is a fashion designer, and I actually never knew of you until we connected on social media. So that was really cool to go through your work and and have a look at that um, and, and what you do. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, so talk to us about your career, fashion and design. How did you get into it? So um, two years ago, twenty seventeen, I graduated. I was studying a four year degree at. Um, Wycliffe College of um, Art and Design and um, I went there and I actually went there with the intention of just doing art and then I was going to leave and go to AUT and do textile design because that's what I really love Um, but my lecturers (laughs) they persuaded me to to stay and do fashion and so um, it was like at the time like I wasn't sure if that was the right decision I made, but it wasn't until 2017 that I thought, yes, this was exactly the right decision I made because I actually fell pregnant while I was still studying. And so, um, like, end of 2016, I was like, do I go back? Don't I go back? What do I do? And then my lecturer, um, one of my lecturers, she was like, when I started back becoming a lecturer, when I was a lecturer at um, Whitecliffe, um, I had a baby as well and I taught and I took care of my baby and if you come back while you're pregnant I promise you will support you during this time yeah. and so I was like oh okay that was for me that was kind of some like reassurance so yeah I ended up going back to 2017 caring I had baby while still studying and yeah I completed that year after that um, ended up at home with baby um, I was fortunate enough that my husband allowed me the time to like, um, you know, stay at home with baby. And then he was like, why don't you pursue doing fashion as a business since you're at home with baby and you're still trying to figure it out. And while babe, cause baby was young at the time, I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll give it a go. So in the last two years, I've been kind of navigating the whole, you know, stay at home mom and trying to get something fashion related off the ground. So yeah. That's where. How long has it been since? So, what's your label called? Uh, so, my label's called Sheened, and it's actually just my nickname. Yeah. Um, I kind of came up with it um, kind of on the fly. Um, yeah. In 2017, I wanted to do a local fashion show, and I, I couldn't really. I had a collection, and I wanted to put it in the show, but I didn't kind of haven't had a. I didn't have a brand name, and my, and I needed a brand name to join the show. So, my friends and family were like, "Oh, why don't you just do Sheens? And I was like. Oh, okay, <laughs> so I kind of just rolled with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just I have a quick question about your studies. So, at Whitecliffe College, were there many other um, Cook Island um, students there, or any specific students there? Uh, it's funny to say that when I started there, there, there was like about ten of us. I think ten, maybe a little bit more, maybe fourteen of us. By the end, there was like three of us. Three of us. So three of us ended up um, graduating yeah. at the end of. So um, 
Yeah, not really. Well, in all up, there were a lot of there were Pacific Island young young people, but I think I was probably one of two who was like a mom and a lot older than um, all the students that attend. How old were you when you were there? I was like, um, I think in my early thirties, thirty four. So inspiring because I'm going to go back to school soon as well. And it's because when I did my postgrad, I did my postgrad at, at age twenty six, and then mm. I didn't finish it and then I went back at age 27 mm. and I just felt so old and out of place like, <laughs> and then after class I would have to get in the car go straight to work so mm. and, you know and and it was sometimes I just felt like I wasn't getting that real young college experience yeah yeah but, I know what you mean yeah <laughs> I, did, I did my undergrad at a young age so straight after high school but when it came to postgrad I didn't feel so that's really cool that you're yeah well it's funny because um I did like I had always wanted to go and study, but I didn't know how with the kids. Yeah. Um, my husband, I was fortunate enough because my husband's like, my husband's family, they're like an educated family. So they all have like degrees and they were like, my husband was like, okay, I finished studying now it's your turn. So right. I guess if it wasn't for him and his family, I don't know if I would have gone back and had completed a degree, but because he was like, you're going to do this. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. All right then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, I really love that. So do you come from a family that makes really beautiful island dresses or, you know, I, my mom, actually, my mom, she, she was a seamstress. Like when she migrated to New Zealand, um, she ended up working in the factories and she was like a seamstress. Um, so later on in life, um, she kind of stopped, um, once all the manufacturing ended up going overseas. Um, mom started doing um, home care, but she still like had a big sewing machine and she would make us clothes when we were small. But she used to spend a lot of her time making TYYs. Yeah. So lots of TYYs, lots of cushion covers, and our home was like decorated with all that stuff. So That's yeah. Beautiful. That's beautiful because I, I know of TYY through um, a Pacific art class that I did over at uni. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Was it quite expensive to sell? Oh, well, mum didn't, like, she didn't make it to sell. Like, my, my older sister, like, um, she, my older sister got married and my mum and them, they usually do this occasion cordon, like, a, this traditional thing, cordon or, or order. So she made, like, um, a lot of TYYs for my sister's wedding just for that one part in her wedding. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she made it, like, with even my aunties, like, they all made TYYs as well. So, yeah, this was something that they just did on the side apart from working. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. That's so cool. So as a plus, I just have a question. I've, I've never had a fashion designer on my podcast before, so I hope you feel honoured because I feel honoured. Thank you. Thank you so much. As a plus size, because I'm size 22, mm-hmm. I struggle with confidence when it comes to fashion and I don't think I'm ever brave enough to attend a fashion show, even though I've had enough, many times the Pacific Fusion fashion show. I've mm-hmm. received tickets for that before and I've never had the confidence to go. Um, have you worked with designers or models who have the same fears or is it just me over here? <laughs> Great question. Um, I think just in the last couple of years, um, I've seen a shift in our Pacific Island models, especially the plus size. Um, a lot of them have a lot more confidence to try out for things like Pacific Fusion. Um, I remember going to Pacific Runway in 2018 and a friend of mine who was a designer doing plus size, um, she had a whole group of girls who were all bigger. They were just so like confident in themselves. And I don't know if it has a lot to do with the Australian culture, 
but they just had so much confidence in themselves, like um, to the point where they would tell the designer like some of their ideas. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think there's a re real huge shift right now in regards to that. Like I know a lot of, I've been seeing quite a few poly girls on Instagram who model for Pacific Fusion. They have so much confidence and I love that they're real confident in who they are and um, about their body image. So yeah, I think right now there's an actual shift and I think I, I like it. Oh, I love it. Cool. So yeah. Wait, that's good. You've cleared that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talk to us about your design process. I mean, what's that like for you? Okay. So um, usually my design process, I usually like um, come up with a concept or usually inspired by like just recently I went to Rarotonga end of last year and um, just really inspired by experiences. I mean, the beautiful island itself. And I usually like try to come up with a concept in regards to my experience or something I've seen or something that it's really inspired me. Then what I do is like, I usually create a mood board and then um, like through that mood board, I tend to come up with colors. And then the next thing I do is I start to, um, do a bit of research and look for fabrics. Once I have um, the fabrics on lock, it kind of gives me the opportunity to design my like my next collection, and then I just go from there, start designing, start making, and then start putting it out. Yeah, that's usually how my process works. I love that. I'm actually looking. So, what's one of the things that I do is I um, I tend to go to the Otara factory and buy my own fabric, and then go to an, um, my Fijian Indian seamstress over in Mount Roskill. Mm -hmm. and she makes my dresses she doesn't have a process she's just like show me the photo i'll make yeah. it like that i'll measure your body and that's it but i'm kind of looking for really um i guess designers and seamstresses that really does that make sense seamstresses seamstresses oh, yeah, seamstress, yep. you know what i mean yeah uh, who, who, who re are really intentional about the about mm -hmm. the work that they do as mm -hmm. opposed to show me the photo like you know they make it a real special because it is a special process mm -hmm. especially when i'm when they send me the text, your dresses are ready. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll drop everything and go and pick up my dresses. So that, that's really cool. So would you say that you're quite intentional when you're trying to make your each garment? Yeah. Yes, I am. Like I kind of, um, I noticed something about myself. I kind of struggle with custom make because for me, it takes the whole creativity out of the whole process. So that's why I kind of like where I come up with my concept and then when I put it out there, you know, you kind of pray that somebody likes it. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's my whole process. But yeah, I know a lot of people, they love to custom make, they love to come up with the ideas with their clients and then, then they, then they make it and you know, the clients are like, yes, but that's something I'm kind of the opposite where I work a different way like the other way where I like to create it, make it and just hope people like it when I put it out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, that's my angle. Yeah. yeah so I had a look through your social media and for those of you who are listening and haven't been to Sheen's social media, um, if you go onto Instagram and have a look at some of her work, it's, it's amazing. It's really good. Um, making, when making your designs, is there a certain way you like to do things? I know with me, with my podcast, like I like to do things a certain way. I don't like to be interrupted. I like to have things that are accessible. I don't know. Is, is there, is there a way that you like to do things? Oh, um, oh gosh, I've never, never thought about that. Um, like I like, I definitely like to be in my own space. So yeah, I think so. Oh yes, there is something. I actually like to work with other people. I noticed through this whole time working at home that, um, I've been struggling because it's just me. So you're kind of the only one encouraging yourself. So, um, I, 
did a lot of networking. So now I've got like a friend who's also a designer. So we're able to communicate and like bounce ideas off each other. But yeah, I, I kind of think that I work well with other people, but being in this isolation, it really, it's made me rethink my whole process yeah. in regards to that. But yeah, I, I like to work around other people because I like to hear feedback me to too. see where I'm going. Yeah. I, I like to be, I like to work on big projects with other people. But when it comes mm. to my actual podcast, I can't do it with people. Mm. When it's a personal thing like this, like Tima Talks, I can't really, if some, I, I've had people try and help me before and it's like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> I guess we all have our own ways of working. Yeah. yeah. What, do you look, what do you look for in a model who is about to wear your designs? Something I'm really big on um, in regards to modeling is um, giving our Pacifica people the opportunity to model. Like um, when I was studying at Wycliffe, um, we got given the opportunity to choose from an agency um, to choose their models. And every year that I, that I showcased at the end of the year, I would be like, nah, I'm choosing cookie models or, you know, Pacifica models. Cause for me, I feel um, because I'm already in a European environment or Western environment, I wanted to give the opportunity back to, to our people and our girls um, to have that experience on the runway. So, when I look at models, I always think about what would this look like on an island girl? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's how I always look at it, you know? And, yeah. Well, that's my view on, on how I choose. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I like that. You know, that's yeah. the diversity. I heard yeah. that, you know, I've read on social media posts before that certain fashion events here in New Zealand, I won't say, say which ones, but certain uh, mainstream ones, not the Pacific ones, the mainstream ones. Mm. And, as diverse as they try and make it out to be i don't know but mm. it's really cool that you choose models who yeah are and, and, and beautiful because mm. it's like we need it that's cool mm. how has being in the fashion industry helped you helped you with your personal growth i think if anything like fashion is pretty cutthroat <laughs> but i think for me <laughs> for me it's been um like it's given me a bit of confidence, like, um, like obviously in the fashion industry, like as a brown person, you really have to like, it's like we have to sell our story just to get out there, you know? And, um, for me, like just having the confidence to do that, I think is, has been really helpful. Like, um, yeah, it does really come down to, you know, yourself and where you, if you know yourself that well and yeah so for me yeah it's just having the confidence to just get out there and do it right so yeah um, when you say it's cutthroat what do you mean by that oh like there's quite a lot of um there's competition out there and it's competition in a sense where like for us as pis like um we don't have we don't have the luxury of having all the money in the world to put out our brands so you know we've got to kind of start from the bottom and work our way up whereas um with our other with our competition i guess some of them are like quite privileged so they do have the money and they can get up there and put their brands out here but for us it's a different approach you know we don't come from that for us we're like having to depend on like um our partners to kind of support us while we try and put ourselves out there but for some people you know they're lucky they get the opportunity to just to just do it you know so for us we're having to think outside the box on how we can get ourselves up there yeah. I love that. I love that you're not you, you know you're not victimizing yourself and that mm. you know you just got to fight your way through and that's just life sometimes you know it's just mm. a, and, and 
in order to make that change, you just have to fight. So I thank you. And I think that's really cool that women like you, Pacific women like you are leading the way for other young Pacific um, designers. And there's a lot out there, which is really yeah. So I, I there is. There story. is a lot out there. Yeah, and thank you for you sharing your story and bringing that to light because mm-hmm. that's something I didn't know. So it's something that I'm going to keep in mind when I go on social media and I see a fashion designer posting their stuff. I can keep. Sheena told me that they should. Oh, you know, Sheena yeah. told me that they, you know, they have to work a little bit harder. So <laughs> I can support them as opposed to going to somewhere else because I quite like. Um, I won't say the names, but I quite like some a, a lot of Western. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I look at island design so if you sharing that is making me think twice so i appreciate that um what did, i mean anything else like anything else with your personal growth has it helped you with your family has it helped you with with relationships like networks or oh personal growth yeah um i think for personal growth that's something i'm working on at the moment um it was it it, it had nothing kind of, well i wouldn't say it had nothing but um in regards to business i think for me um I found my personal growth during my health journey. Yeah. So once I decided to like um, take my health seriously, then that's when all the personal growth yeah. kind of started. So yeah, especially and especially during this time when there's um, you you do get the opportunity to reflect on yourself. So it's about putting those um, little little routines in place just so you can take care of yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. So important. You know, because I've been watching um, RuPaul's Drag Race uh, Masterclass, RuPaul, mm. RuPaul's Masterclass. And he was talking about how health is health really is wealth. You can have money in the world, but if you don't have your health, that money don't mean anything because you're not going to be able to enjoy it. That's just an example of how important it is to take care of ourselves. What are some of the things that you've been doing to take care of yourself? So, like I said before, I've been like um, doing a lot of exercise. So, um, we were I was fortunate enough that in February a group of friends of mine we decided to um, do a biggest loser challenge so um, my husband and I already had started our health journey towards the end of last year when I thought okay what we're eating is not good for us <laughs> we've got to change the way we eat so um, I was we were fortunate enough to start back then so for me it's been about like eating healthy exercising and just recently I've been watching a few things online that have that has made me think about um, having routines in place for us so um yeah that's been a big thing for me at the moment at the moment um i don't know if you've heard of um the acronym savers but that's a routine that i've been starting to learn how to do where you um like you're doing affirmations doing visualization you're you're reading you're journaling and you're meditating so that's something that um i picked up well during this whole lockdown that I've been trying to implement in my everyday routine yeah yeah um so so it's so true with so I got distracted looking at the no, routine. That's okay. <laughs> routine that is so key like every single because I signed up to masterclasses and um every single successful person on well all of them are successful but every single person has a routine like they wake up at five o'clock in the morning mm. apparently I read that if you and I've been and I've been doing this for a while now when you wake up at five o'clock in the morning, you gain an extra hour in your day. Yeah, that's right. Mm. But sometimes it takes a bit of sacrificing of sleep. Yes. If you need to get it done, you've got to get it done. Yeah, that's right. I've been doing, uh, I've been waking up like, I think the earliest I've woken up is like six o'clock, quarter to five. So I'm just trying to work my way to five. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it comes with that whole going to bed early. Exactly. So if you, it's just hard, like if you, you've got a late, when you have a late night like me, yes. I work until midnight and 
even though I'm working from home, I'm still working and it, it gets a bit hard to, when you've been scre- staring at a computer screen for, a minute, for the whole day and then you have to go, it's hard. So, yeah. I mean, I guess that's life. Um, <laughs> what, what are some of the exercises that you've been into lately? Like, I've been trying to run, running yeah. in my gym. Like I've, I've gotten better at it and I just like the feeling of it. So what are some of the exercises that you've been doing? So my husband and I were like, I love walking. That's been my thing even before I met my husband. But we've been um, doing Dave Latelli's um, BBM. Oh, so we've right, been yeah. doing the whole Tabata sessions with him. So that's been something we've been doing it. Because I, I remember saying to my husband, oh, I need a whole body workout, not just walking. And he was like, oh, um, shall we try BBM? And I was like, oh, yeah, let's try. So we've been doing a lot, a lot of Dave's um, classes on his Facebook page so yeah that's been really awesome for us and it's been working for us so when we want something a little bit more intense we'll we'll go and do that i love you know what i love about this i I love you talking about taking care of yourself has not been about losing weight you've only talked about health and i love that and that's really the focus you know and that's Mm -hmm. really the focus that we should be i think as specifica women and and you mentioned that before a lot of us are becoming more confident with our thick bodies I love that you've just mentioned, you've never, not once have you mentioned trying to lose weight. So I think that's really key. So thank you. That's a positive message. And that's what I want. That's what I want. <laughs> but that's, 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 what, that's, what I, that's who I want to vibe with, you know. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> that's okay. Um, so, I mean, what advice do you have to anyone? Say if I wanted to, wanted to become a designer tomorrow. Mm. Uh, I was thinking about it's not going to happen I can't even draw a stick figure but what advice do you have for anyone who is wanting to become a designer I think to just do it you know like um that's always the advice eh? yeah and anything just start just do it yeah just do it because uh, eventually like I know with our Pacifica people we tend to talk ourselves out of it we'll be like oh nah that's just that's a dream that's something so far away and then once we talk ourselves out of it that's it we don't consider it again until later on when something pops up so yeah my advice would be just do it um there's some really good schools out there like um to study at if studying is your thing if studying is not your thing now we have like the internet with a whole bunch of information on there if you want to if you want to find something in that area that could help you out but yeah i just say just just go for it just do it yeah yeah. and then um just do it and then make mistakes learn from yeah yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think people tend to let fear hold them back. And I'm a hypocrite. I've been working with a business mentor lately. And yesterday was just one of the hardest sessions I've ever had. Like, it's, it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. Like, having to say out loud, what is it that you want? What is your vision? And yeah. I, I couldn't say it because for me, it's scary. It's a world away. I it's, it's not something I'm used to. So mm. I, I, I really appreciate you for sharing that. And that's true. We can sit here and say, you should contact this. You should do this. Yeah. You should study that. No, just yeah. go and, and find your own path. That's so cool. What's been your biggest learning lesson from your career so far? Um, I think, I think for me, um, it's actually where I, where I'm at right now. Like, um, when I decided to do fashion, you know, um, the school that I, that I attended, they're also big on sustainability and, um, yeah, and that's something that we in the fashion industry are having to deal with right now. And I think for me, I never thought of it when I decided to do fashion. I didn't even know what all of that meant, but it wasn't until I started studying and then our lecturers started to let, you know, um, 
tell us a little bit more about it that now I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and it's had to make me rethink my practice about, um, about sustainability and, you know, being ethical in my, um, in my own creative process and um, also about how to keep it um, New Zealand made and local, you know, because I have a lot more, um, I think you have, a, you're able to trace it more when it's made here in, here in your own country. So for me, I think the big, biggest learning curve in this whole thing would have to be learning about um, sustainability as, as a designer, because I never thought of, we never thought of that back in the day. It wasn't really something, you know, it was easy for us to just ship things offshore and get it made, you know, overseas. But now I'm having to rethink my practice and have a look at, am I going to be a, um, and am I going to add value to the fashion system or am I going to, you know, just keep blindly doing what I'm doing without even considering that? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Just, I, just all those things. Keeping I, I, those things yeah, in mind. Yeah, that's so interesting because I did a, um, a business and context paper as an elective back when I was studying. And just that the, we, we don't, the fast fashion is such a, yeah. It, it takes a toll on our on our planet. Mm, that's right. Especially like making jeans. Like I can wear jeans. <laughs> when you see where the dye from the jeans go into, yeah. the, into the ecosystem, like it's it's really um, yeah. It's it's easy to ignore because it's cheap. Yes, that's right. And, and because we don't see it often. Um, mm. But yeah, well, I mean, the only problem is that with uh, ethically sourced clothes is that it's a lot more expensive. That's right. Mm. Yeah. And and that's a, that's a struggle I'm having at the moment because a lot of people who who um, make organic or you know are doing things that are ethically are like halfway across the world, so it's trying to you know um, have access to that. That's I that's I think that's the the strain at the moment is having access to the organic fabric and you know. Here's the question. Um, yeah. yeah. Here's the question. Do you how many islanders do you think actually care about that? How many of, uh, like, your family and friends, <laughs> islanders in general, I'm talking about your family and friends, you, yep. how many of them actually care where the, where the fabric comes from? Matt, honestly, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> that, that, and, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a huge thing. Okay. Like, yeah, even the, trying to pitch that to my husband, that was hard for him. He was, like, couldn't care less. <laughs> it's organic, um, organic, ethically sourced clothes, like a T-shirt, like, this is, organic and ethically sourced from Fiji. That was like 45 New Zealand dollars. Yeah. So it's, it's really, I mean, I, I value that. I'm trying to be more um, mindful of where I purchase my clothes because I don't want to support fast fashion. I watched a documentary um, from India of the building collapsing. And yes, yes. True cost, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what was the, the documentary? True, true cost? Yeah. True cost, yeah. One. Yeah, I watched it on Amazon Prime. It's also on YouTube as well. And I watched it, and ever since I saw that, I thought, oh, far out. You just think about it. Imagine if your mum yeah. went to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then one day she didn't come home because the building collapsed because yeah. there was so many people. Mm. It just, yeah. Yeah. For, I guess for me, it's just, I think it's about the small processes. Like when you go and buy fabric, you know, be wary that, you know, you just can't go by four meters and you're going to waste the whole thing. You know, you, I think it's about making small, small steps, you know, to become, you know, a lot more weary. So for me, it's been about that. Like, you know, it's just true. having a look, you know, sometimes. Yeah. When I go to the Otara fabric store to make my dresses, mm. um, I always get three meters just to be safe. And I've yeah. always got so many, so much material left. Yeah. And now I'm thinking after watching that documentary, I'm like, did I really need to buy <laughs> 
because this yeah. is just going to go in the bin. Or I can just make a pencil case out of this or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, what can I make from this yeah. reader that's left over? Mm. Um, it's interesting. I, how do you think we can get people to actually care about? Because of the Pacific Islands as well. You know, yeah. I think the hardest part is our Pacific Island, Pacific Island people. But the thing is, I've been watching a lot of, um, a lot of our young yeah, the younger generation really advocate for climate change. Yeah. And um, although everyone's like, I personally, I think it's affecting our Pacific Islands the most, yeah. which is why it's had to make me ask myself a lot of questions about my practice. Yeah. But I think, um, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if any of our Pacific people have kind of considered that, but I think once we start to realize how much of an effect it's having on our Pacific people and our Pacific Islands. And I mean, eventually it's, it's probably going to even be here, you know, New Zealand, you know, I think once we have that kind of mentality on how it's going to affect our people and where we come from, then I think maybe everyone will start waking up. But I'm just really glad that there's a whole younger generation who is weary because they're the ones who are going to be, who are going to have to, you know, cop it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting one, eh? Like, it is interesting. Fashion in the Pacific industry. I don't know. I mean, this is the first time I've been ever talking about this. So mm. I could be just botting it right now. And <laughs> Just like, um, excuse me, there's heaps of ethically sourced Pacific clothes out there. I'm like, good, tell me, I, I don't know. Um, so this is this is really cool. Um, what are, what are your other biggest learning lessons from your career so far? Um, I think um, how to be more confident in networking with people. I felt like with me doing this podcast, I've really grown to talk to absolute strangers and build mm-hmm. friendships with them just straight away. Just like, even like this, like I'm talking yeah. to you, I've known you for 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. but has it really helped you with uh, connecting with others? Yes, it has. Like, I mean, same thing, like how we met, you know, was able to just comment on something and then, you know, then we like started to check each other. But yeah, I think networking is definitely a big thing. It's, it's something I've, I've gotten better with in this industry. So it was really nice, like, to, like, for, when I did that show in 2017, it was a local show. Yeah. For me, that was my first um, introduction to networking. And then I got to meet other Pacific designers and you know even to this day that i'm and and models and photographers and to this day you know i'm still friends with them so yeah i think um just putting yourself out there and going like for me it was just going to one workshop and the next minute i started meeting all these different people and that's how it starts right um was it quite uncomfortable at times having to put yourself out there was it it quite a weird feeling or were you okay with it you know what i think if i was my younger self I wouldn't have done it. I would have been too chicken and I would have took myself out of it. <laughs> but because I think now I'm a lot older and um, I don't know, it just it makes you a bit more braver. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. Life experience. You yes, would. that's right. So for any young people that are listening to this podcast right now or watching this, um, just start by little things. Put yourself yeah. It, 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 right. it will, your confidence will build up over time. A perfect example is my dad, right? So he, is, he was a courier driver um, mm. for a couple of years. Um, and he was he would would struggle talking to these shop owners or these warehouse people that, yep. that, that he delivers to. Yes. And, you know, being from Samoa, you didn't really. Yes. I think over time, just a simple good morning, thank yes. you. Leads to how's your morning been, and then it yes. leads to, um, have you had a coffee? This like little things, and now he's actually really good friends with a lot of them. So yes. my sixty-year-old father can do it. Yes, yeah. anyone can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you just make friends along the way, and it got yeah, yeah. It, it ended up in him because he left the courier to my brother. And he ended up getting the most amazing recommendations for the other job that he was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
from these people that he couldn't even say hello to. So yeah, I think for us as Pacifica people, I think it's about take, if we're going to like try and take a big massive leap of faith, I think just start small. That's small. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You start small and then eventually your confidence will progress and then it will allow you to try the bigger things. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's something I'm always learning. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. You know, even before this pod, I mean, this talk show that I, that I do, I started back when I was in 2015, but in 2014, I was having little meetings with people and I was yeah. doing things just to get my, yeah. and then I started like just, just to even start talking about, mm. the, I couldn't even do it. Like, yeah. they're like, oh, Tim is thinking of starting a talk show. Oh, what's your talk show? And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't I don't know and and you just have to go through it and now I remember the girl that I was um, the woman I suppose I was talking to at that time now she's been a guest of mine I can talk to her whenever I, it, 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 it happens it, you'll get there yes you will I mean how do you I mean what, what advice would you give to your your kids um from your learning career so so taking your lessons from your career how would you then advise your children when they go into their careers of whatever <laughs> Um, I think for me, my kids, I think I would say to them, just to be brave. Be brave. Yeah, be brave and just just, just give it a go. And if you, if you fail, that's okay. You gave it a go. Not everyone can give it that, you know, give it a go or take that first step. So, yeah, for me, it would be to be brave and just go for it. Do they have any idea of what they want to do in the future? Um, <laughs> um, not, not really, not at the moment. Like, actually, my how second boy. How old your boy? How old your young one? My youngest one is 10. When I was 10, I wanted to work at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that was like yeah. my, and then I wanted to become a baker at, yeah. when I was 11. Yeah, yeah. It changes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they're too, um, like nowadays they have a lot of access to technology. So my son's like, I want to be a gamer, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, no, it's interesting. You can make yeah. millions of dollars. I know, I know. But I'm like, do you know you have to be really good? <laughs> But I'm like, hey, look, son, right, let's just go with it. If that's what you want to be, oh, okay. But, yeah, I know my husband's, like, for it. But for me, because, like, my husband's in IT, so he's for it. But me, I'm just like, mm. yeah. I think I'm a bit more traditional in that sense. Yeah, no, it changes. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of money in there. And it's different. I like, know, I've heard. Entrepreneurship yeah. and freelancing and contracting. Mm. Like, there's so many different um, mm. pathways. I mean, so, I mean, what, what's happening for Sheena right now? development career-wise is is Sheena making dresses is she looking for clients is she Uh, looking for models (laughs) (laughs) funny that you brought that up because I'm supposed I I was actually supposed to launch my first collection capsule collection for this year at the end of this month and tomorrow (laughs) but um yeah I've had to put that on hold but I think um for me I might have to um yeah yeah, I might have to like take some of my own advice and just launch it, you know. Yeah, yeah. so that's where I'm at. I'm kind of like in a place where I'm launching my my next collection. So I think for me, it's trying to like, yeah, just do it. Yeah, that's you where know, I'm at right now. Yeah. Another thing that like when I was younger, the the advice that was career advice that was given to us was find a job that you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. And that is lies. <laughs> <laughs> love what we do there's admin there's admin to it there's um meetings that you don't want to do like there's so much to it like i, I couldn't agree more like that is a lie <laughs> that, that lie man yeah yeah it's because yeah. even with my podcast i love the podcast you know what i don't like is mm. the typing of the questions yeah. i love the questions i think my questions are great but the typing of the they questions, are great 
the, the DMing people, it's just like, I wish I had an assistant that could do that. <laughs> Like, I, I would I wish I could be present just for the fun stuff. Even the editing, like after we do this, I'm gonna extract yep. extract this from Zoom and then I'm gonna yep. edit. even that's like that takes like two hours. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know what you mean. Yeah. That's the part I've I'm I that's why I, I had to um put my my brand on hold because yeah. you know, I had to ask myself some really serious questions about okay, if we're gonna launch a collection, is it gonna be ten or twenty outfits or is it gonna be a small a small like say five five outfits something I can make all on my own or or do I want to add things to it do I want to try and add t-shirts maybe do I, yeah it's all those things that I'm having to consider yeah. and yeah you, do you know what attracts me to a brand personally is when I can see the designer's story in it or when I can see the part of the or anyone whoever whatever it is like any business that I engage with I can see a part of the the, the owner in it I don't mm-hmm. Like, I think too many people focus on what we want, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know what I want. What, what can you give me? What, what's yeah. something about you that can give me? Even in a podcast, like when I, I have guests come on and they try to act professional, yeah. and I'm like, this is not professional. I'm in my sitting room. I'm, this is not professional. <laughs> We're in a public space. Like, just be yourself. Yeah. yeah. Of course, don't hear anything, but be yourself. And yeah. I, I like that. So if I can see a bit of you in your next collection, oh, girl, take my money. Take my money. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay, so would you like to add anything else? We'll wrap it up soon, but would you like to add anything else? Um, I think I'm okay now. Yeah. Nothing. No, yeah, I think I'm all right. Yeah. Sing us a song. No. no, no. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, you're blushing. <laughs> Have you seen the um? the video on Facebook of the 90 year old Cook Island grandpa and he's like drumming, like he's just like, he's still a young guy. No, I haven't. I'll send it to I better you. look for it. I better look yeah, it up. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he, he drums for the, on the cabin bread. What do oh. you call it? Upper? What do you call it? The cabin bread container, like the tin? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not sure what it is in, in Cook Island. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. on that. You know, they drum on that. Yeah. yeah. No. It's so inspiring to see. I've got, oh, I've got to look. I've got to look that video up. <laughs> I get told sometimes that I look Cook Island. Some people think that I'm Rara. <laughs> and I was doing round the base with my best friend, his workplace, and one of the ladies, she's from Rara, and she's like, "Where in Raratonga are you from?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm from Samoa." Like, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was. <laughs> yeah, but thank you so much for making the time. Oh, thank you for having me. No, thank you. I'm. I. This is. This has actually made my day. I really appreciate. it <laughs> Yeah. I hope you. I was able to add value. <laughs> oh, no, it was good. It was good. You know, I'm I'm gonna do a post after this. I love that you never talked once about weight loss. That you're you're so that was so authentic of you, and I could I could really see that you don't care like you about any of that. Because some people are like, oh, I want to be skinny. I'm guilty of that. I'm always like, I want to be skinny. Um, but I love that you've. I mean, talking to you, I now feel okay with the way I look. Mm. Yeah, and that's a journey that I, I guess I'm still kind of old school. Yeah, like, you know, being skinny is ideal. Yeah. Um, you've made me feel confident in who I am, and I like that you've just been really honest. Mm. I really appreciate it. So, is this your first ever podcast? Yes, it is. It is. I like. I messaged some friends before I jumped on. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm doing my first podcast. Can I just be really nervous?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be nervous. Are you still nervous now? No, I'm fine now. <laughs> I have that effect, even through Zoom. I have that effect. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 
so much for making the time again. I can't thank you enough. And I'm excited to keep following your journey on social media. And I look forward to seeing more of your posts. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No, you're welcome. All right. We'll take care. And this podcast will be up first thing tomorrow morning. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you, Sheena. Thank you. Bye.